This is the Making a Musical podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Thrapp. The podcast follows the execution and development of our critically acclaimed off-Broadway musical, Good Morning, New York. We open in less than a month, opening night, January 11th. Previews begin January 9th. Get your tickets now, goodmorningnewyorkmusical.com. We also have an album on Spotify, Apple Music, and iTunes. Anywhere else you want to get your hands on our album, we have it. So just find it, listen to it, love it. Or... Wait to see our show and then get our album. Up to you. I know that everyone has their own process when it comes to musical theater, so you can decide. I want to give you a little update before I bring in my guest of the evening, Bobby Allen, who plays John. Before he comes in, we have an update. We have cast Good Morning New York again. (laughs) Yep, we have two new guys. They're on our website. They'll be in the playbill. They'll be in the show. We're so excited to bring them on. I'll be announcing that officially on the podcast later, and you'll probably hear from them later um, in future podcasts as well. So we have a full cast. Tonight, we have a dual rehearsal. So in one room, it's piano, and in the other room, it is dance. So in the first room, we had our our, our current pianist had to temporarily uh, go somewhere. We already knew about this. So she had to leave for a few weeks, so we had to bring in a temporary pianist. So in one room, Jackson my, and myself and the pianist are going to get her up to date. And then the next room, everyone's dancing. And then tomorrow we have our full run. It's our final full run before we go to winter break. We have a long winter break before loading. And then we just run the show again and again and again and again and again. We are stressed. It's not going away. But we're also really excited. So let's bring in our guest, Bobby Allen. And I want to remind everyone that my editing software is broken. So I'm recording it live. We're doing it live. And then we're posting it right after. So when, if you're listening to this on a Thursday night, it's because I just posted it. And Bobby's in dance rehearsal. And I am listening to a pianist play. Uh, that's it. So let's bring Bobby in. Bobby Allen is here. Bobby. Welcome to the podcast, finally. Yes, it's finally great. Good to be here. I know, and, and you, the room sounds great. It does. <laughs> it's truly echoey. Yeah, that's what we're going for. We're in our empty rehearsal room at the Players Theater right now. Um, we're about to go into rehearsal, but mm-hmm. I've been wanting to get you on the podcast forever because this podcast has been around for about a year. You've been around for about a year. No, I'm joking. You've been around for, <laughs> when did you come on? Two months ago? Two months ago. Two um, months ago. November? No, October, yeah. Oh, October. Okay, so yeah. you, yes, because I know that when you interviewed, I was in Spain. So, right. or interviewed, when you auditioned, yes. I was in Spain. Yes. So I didn't, I didn't get the opportunity to um, interview you. I mean, I keep saying interview. I always say interview. But I didn't get the opportunity to audition you. Right. I was away, so everyone else auditioned you. But I remember talking to you via... I, you were probably the person I talked to the most via email. Yeah. Nobody else really talked to And you just kept telling me, like, oh, I, uh, by the way, I'm in Spain. I was like, damn, this is great. She's still <laughs> running this whole show from Spain? Yeah. yeah well, my very first play, I ran from Denver. And I flew out. It was a 10-minute play called The Christmas Fart. And I got it into like a, one of those 30-seat theaters out here, yeah. Manhattan Rep. Have you heard of Manhattan yes, Rep? Right, yeah, it's yeah. like the beginner's guide to Manhattan theater. Have you ever I had I've a seen, play I've, there? I've never done a play there, but I'm pretty sure I've seen one there. Yeah, and basically the guy takes everything and then charges you like 35 bucks to produce it. Yeah. And then you just have to get the audience, I mean get the cast, and then you put it on. So I, my first play, I was in Denver, got it in that theater, flew out a month later, and I got a cast from Craigslist. (laughs) 
from Craigslist? From Craigslist, yeah. I was Gorilla like, Theater 101. Yeah, because I didn't know how to get people. So I was on Craigslist. I was like, hey, I got to play. 10 minutes called The Christmas Fart. And then my friend Zach, now my friend Zach, was like, I'll do it. I'll be in anything that has the name Fart in it. <laughs> and uh, I was like, cool. Do you have any friends? And then all of his friends just were in my little play. That is crazy. Yeah. I never heard of people hiring Craigslist actors. Yeah, and they're great, great <laughs> actors. And uh, still my it. friends to this day. Well, there, there might even be a song in Good Morning New York that inspired, that they inspired. Really? That which, one of them. Which one? I don't know if I'm, I'm ready to announce it yet. Oh, let's see. I know, I haven't announced it. I just told it to Jackson what one of the songs was about. I was like, by the way, this song is about this. Wow, you're but so cryptic. I, I can't tell you the That's story. how you keep the listeners engaged. But there's a song exactly. that I wrote about someone from that group. Not the Zach guy that I mentioned. Sorry, Zach. Sorry, Zach. You're a cool guy. Congratulations on your baby, by yeah, the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that's where I'm from. I'm from Denver. Where are you from? I never knew. Oh, originally I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Oh. Which is one of my favorite cities in the world. I just learned where that was today. Now, mm -hmm. I know I should know, but I learned it is in the western part, southwest. Exactly. Um, yeah. Right up, basically on the border of Ohio. But if you say I'm from, like, my girlfriend always makes fun of me because she says, like, you're from Ohio. I'm like, no, I'm not. Because people from Western Pennsylvania do not, uh, do not like Ohio. Oh. Or maybe I'm speaking, maybe I shouldn't speak for every Western Pennsylvania, but, you know, Pittsburghers, we, 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 like, we don't like to be associated with Ohio. Why? Oh, you know, this is kind of like, we consider ourselves kind of an up-and-coming, really great city. And so, like, there's, for a long time, Cleveland, Ohio, and Pittsburgh were very, like, at odds. People would, like, argue about which city was better. Pittsburgh's obviously better wow. because we have better sports teams and better better um, tech industry coming in, and all Cleveland has is the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which what? is great, which is great. But what sports teams does Pittsburgh have? Oh, I we got the sports. Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, we got the duh. Pittsburgh Penguins. I'm okay. a huge, huge Pittsburgh Penguins hockey fan. Oh. Love hockey. Mm. Uh, we got Pittsburgh Pirates. I think they got a soccer team, but it's like one of those like. You know, no one in America watches those leagues. Right. I'm probably offending so many different, I'm offending Ohioans, <laughs> soccer fans. I don't I, know I if we have any listeners from Ohio. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I don't know. We probably might probably in might. the future. Yes. Hey, guys. Well, you, they say Ewans, okay? When they say, you know, like, That's you know, like in the South, they say y'all. Granted, in Pittsburgh, people say yins. Yeah. Although it's kind of an accent that is sort of fading out. Um, but it's just fun fact about Pittsburgh. It, it, it has a regional accent that is unique to its little situation. Uh, it's like a mixture of, if I were to describe it, it's kind of South, Midwest, but let's say like downtown. So you gonna go downtown and see stores or that? Oh, that's interesting. Go wash your clothes, you know? Huh? Yeah. What, what was that line? Wash. Well, wash your, oh yeah. God, Take wash. a shower, take a shower. That's where, it, it comes out when I say shower. Interesting. That's the only, way, the only place my Pittsburgh accent comes out. Because I'm from Arvada, but people sometimes always say Arvada. Would someone Arvada. from Pittsburgh call it Arvada? Arvada. It's, it's a stupid name. Yeah, I know. Yen's, Yen's got to say everything with a smile and out of the corner of your mouth. So oh, like, so they'd say it Arvada. Yeah, Arvada. Yeah, I bet they would, yeah. You know what I can't stand? I can't stand when, like, people put y'all in an email. <laughs> I probably put y'all in text. Oh, do all you? The time. But not emails. Email? Not emails. Because like I can't stand that. It's like I'm not gonna call someone out, but someone did do that, and I was like, really? You can't just spell you? <laughs> well, I spent time down south in college. I went to UNC School of the Arts. Oh yeah, we're going there. Yes. We're yeah. Wait, there. can we? But we I go but there? I skipped to that because when I spent time I spent time in y'all. I found that y'all was actually I was like it's useful. Instead of like saying you guys and having like spent too much effort, you just say y'all. 
Yeah, that's why I dropped the Y'all E from walk? my name. Y'all? Yeah, there you go. It was Jackie with an E, I E, and now it's Jackie with an I. Just easier to say. You don't gotta spell the E for the rest of your life, mm-hmm. my life. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay, so you're from Pittsburgh. Yes. Did you do theater in Pittsburgh? Um, I did. Growing up, I I was part of uh, acting a little uh, like act. Act school, acting school outside of my regular school all through from, I think I started in first grade and it was like an after school thing. We did a show at the end of the year, every year. Uh, and that's where I fell in love with theater. I loved it because I was a very energetic child. I'm sure you know me. I'd like yes. imagine me times a billion. Um, on sugar? Yes, on sugar. And yeah, so my parents were like, put them in. <laughs> sugar, like I used to have like Skittles for breakfast as a child because my parents, I'm the, th- the youngest. Oh. So the parents kind of like, just get more you want. It's like, like my oldest brother had could only have one candy per day, and like dude, I was, they they, didn't, they gave up because nice. <laughs> that was too crazy too. How many? Time. Three siblings? You're the third? Yeah, I have two, two older brothers. Cool. Yes. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh nice. So I'm the youngest. That's yeah, I'm the, I was the youngest. Mm-hmm. Now I have like a half brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a fun time. But it's not about me. This podcast is about you. And then it's about our show, by the way. We actually have a really exactly. funny story. So if you're like, ooh, ooh, what are they gonna talk about today? We're gonna talk about him. Then we're going to talk about the most insane thing that happened so far at rehearsal. <laughs> Public, <laughs> at least in the cast, it's insane. Right. And we have to talk about it. But we'll get to that later. So, so stick around for that because that's going to be good. Stick around for that because that was insane and embarrassing. So please stick around. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, so you were Pittsburgh. You did theater then. In high school. Were you in high school? Theater in high school. Yes, I was in high school theater a lot. What, what plays? Um, musicals? People know. We did. We actually, fun fact, did one of the first, I don't know if it was like first country ride, but it was one of the first Urine Towns because um, it, it had left Broadway and the rights were just released to be come, uh, to come out um, available for schools. Oh. So you could buy the rights to do Urine Town. So my school uh, did Urine Town. It was the first time anybody had ever done Urine Town, at least in Pittsburgh. Uh, and it was so much fun. Cause that was like, I was literally just listening to that album today because I, I just love that musical. I fell in love with that musical. Played Hot Blades, Harry, Old Man Strong. Got to sing Snuff the Girl. Oh, I loved it. Um, what, what else did we do? We did Hot Mikado. I also did a lot of plays there and I did one with Floor of the Cuckoo's Nest and got to play Randall P. McMurphy, which apparently is still discussed by people at Winchester Thurston in Pittsburgh. <laughs> oh. The production of Floor of the Cuckoo's Nest with Bobby Allen killing it as you know, Randall P. McMurphy. You know, I have a reputation from high school that's still discussed as well. What's that? I, back then, would do the morning announcements on TV. It was very new. It was a very new thing, new technology. And like not a lot of, it was before, this was cool, before like being on TV video was cool. It was like when video production was still for nerds. Yeah. And so like there was me and my friend Nate Ritter. And like one time I was like, you know what? I'm going to SNL this shit. And then I like put on a wig and I called myself Trixie. And I acted like I was afraid of the camera. And I was like, welcome to the announcement. And um... And I did it a few times, and everyone made fun of me, and it spread over across the schools. And now sometimes when I go home, people are like, do you remember when you put on the wig and, like, gave the announcements? Like, that was weird, right? It's like, yeah, fuck you. I shouldn't cuss. Sorry. Now, yeah, you asked me yeah. if you could cuss, and I was like, no, and then now I'm cussing. Yeah, now we're cussing. Like, yeah, yeah, I put on a wig. <laughs> Get over it, Arvada. Yeah. You know what's funny? That reminds me of a skit that uh, Steve Carell and Stephen Colbert did on the Dana Carvey show, which is like blast from the past um it's waiters who are disgusted by food oh, yes look at oh. anybody out there look it up it is hilarious they're like mm, the specials are mm, mm, mm. <laughs> oh 
Don't you it's think great. that when it, because you're a funny guy, and don't you Thank think that you. when it comes to comedy, in those early days of trying to find your voice and trying to be funny, people consider it very, very weird. Yes. At least from my experience. They're yes. like, you are a weird and you feel bad about it. That's yes. how I always felt. No, absolutely, because it's like awkward times where you're trying to like figure out what's funny. And I actually find that, or at least for me, you try too hard at first. You're like, I'm funny! Like, and people are like, that's kind of like, and granted, probably wasn't that funny, but when you sort of like relax into yourself and, and realize that, you, that you, the comedy comes from within, it comes from being honest and being true to who you are, then it actually, I feel like people find you start finding actually funny. One of my problems when I was like learning how to be funny mm -hmm. is, uh, is I would make statements that come off rude and be like, yeah, that's funny, isn't it? <laughs> just like, no, that's just rude. person runs away crying and you're like, wait, wait, it's funny, it's funny. Yeah, so I had to find a way to like not make offensive humor and make it just humor. Right. You might have noticed some things in Good Morning New York where I'm like, whoops, that's <laughs> offensive, take it out, throw it away. It used to be worse. No, I heard that uh, Staten Island Ferry, she was kind of a drunken mess in Staten Island Ferry, is that true? In the first round? In, like maybe second, like, like oh, well, a long I wrote, time ago. I wrote Staten Island Ferry drunk. <laughs> <laughs> like, so. fun fact for you. So like I was trying, we had a little reading and I'm like, we, in the reading of this, the very first reading, um, John acts out the traffic reporter, but you don't see them fall in love. The next scene, it's like she's pregnant. So instead of that, I was like, okay, I guess I have to heighten and I have to show the audience what happens. So I, we had a really bad, that first reading of Good Morning New York, we talked about it before, it was so bad. And I, um, <laughs> and I brought on this guy that I was dating at the time and he cries, he, well he does still, so I'm not dating him anymore, but he cries a lot. And so I, uh, but he Lord laughs Lord. too, he cries and laughs. And so I was like, could, he'll be a great audience member. He's just sobbing and crying and then, about all of, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the opposite. He didn't cry and he also didn't laugh. That and it's like, like 10 people well. sitting in a, in a room <laughs> and it's like, you, you, you are my boyfriend and you're supposed to cry and laugh because you always cry and laugh. Right. Like, I always have to tell you, you like, it. it'll be okay. And you can't watch my musical and cry, you piece of crap. <laughs> and so when I was rewriting it, I was like, you know what? I have a really sad song. I'm going to make that guy cry. And so I, that's when I threw in the song Best of Me. Yeah. Because I, I have that. That was in my a pocket. a real tearjerker. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, I um, I haven't announced. I haven't told anyone what that song was about either. Um, should we, gonna, we tell people? Drop it? Should, should I we, tell should people? Should we drop an exclusive on the Bobby Allen version of the podcast? Okay, we could, oh, but like, yeah. uh, but I don't know if my teenage fans are gonna like it because I don't know their political beliefs. Uh, but no, but I'll tell them anyway. Let's it. drop it. Drop an exclusive. Drop the bombs. Best of me is. Oh, this is embarrassing. Okay. But don't look down on me if you guys are conservative. Okay. <laughs> they might. We all share many beliefs. Yeah. So what happened is I got with this guy and then it, we all were safe. It was all great. Right. And then he was like, you got to take a plan B. And I'm like, no, I don't. I'm like, we're fine. He's like, take one, take one. So uh, anyway, I took one. I wasn't pregnant, but I'm like, okay, fine. And um, that stuff messes with your emotions really yes. hard. Holy cow! Yes. So it was a deep dive into like sadness, but then I had this thought, and I was like, how dare he not want my baby? Not that I was, but if I was pregnant, how dare you not want my baby? So anyway, I wrote this song about like the best of me. I was like, 
Oh, that's the so baby, cool. if I were to have Like a child been, is the best of you. Yes, right? exactly. Oh, that's, that's true. Yeah, so if I were to have been pregnant, and if, and if um, someone wow. didn't want it, I was, but I was also like so hormonal from that stupid plan B pill. So I'm like, I'm just going to rat the cells. The rest of me. The rest of me. Yep. So that was me, hormonal as hell. And then, so that's my sad song that I threw in to make that guy mm-hmm. cry, because mm-hmm. he didn't cry. And then I was like, okay, now I need a funny song, but I, don't, I can't be funny on cue. So I'm just going to get like wasted as shit. <laughs> and so I drank so much. And then, I mean, I really drank a lot by myself that night. Not the same night, Best of Me. Best of Me I wrote like five years ago. Yeah. This drinking thing happened right after the reading. Yeah. It was such a bad reading, so I got so drunk. This is bad. Sorry, teens. Teens, <laughs> you, will, you will be a responsible person. Don't drink until you're 21 there. True. Don't drink until you're 21. Yeah. That's true. Um, okay, so I was writing Seven Island Ferry, and there I was... I'll send you a demo one of these days, by the way. I would love to see that. And I was playing the demo of Staten Island Ferry. Yeah. And then I just thought it would be really funny to be like, Auga. <laughs> and so then when I was, I was, I wrote it in one night and then maybe like an hour or two. And then I started recording it for the first composer, Dylan, um, before we handed it to Jackson. And then I was like, Ooh, auga, ooh, auga. So like I kept singing, but the augas were never part of my draft. I was just so drunk. Was he like, was he like, why are there augas? And did you say the line, it's a ship, it's supposed to be a ship, because we're on a ship. Yeah, <laughs> all of it, everything, everything you say in that song was a, me being drunk and just saying stupid crap. And the thing is, he kept it all. And so when he kept it, I was like, are you kidding me? Like. You kept my mm cherry, it's supposed to be a horn because we're on a ship, like in the augas, the augas, there were not supposed to be any augas. I just kept saying them. Yeah. Anyway. That's actually really funny. I really want to see the demo of you like drunkenly being like, say with me. No, seriously. So what, do you have like animosity towards Staten Island? Or do you actually love, do you love Staten Island or do you hate Staten Island? I love Staten Island. Are you, do you, have you been there? Because I did a show oh. out there very recently, so I've had uh, a new, experience that I've never had. There was a borough, I'd, I'd never even been to it. And I did a show out there um, this summer and I had to commute there. And it is so effing hard to get to Staten Island. I know. Either you have to take that ferry or you gotta drive one, the bridge is like, it's like $15 to go across that bridge. It's crazy town. Yes, it's insane. And so here's actually, I have a weird obsession with a few things that you might've noticed. Like for one, I guess, Lexi's character, Yaz. Um, Yaz is a birth control, but her last name, Yaz Morena, is also a birth control. Yes. And she also says the line, I got pregnant once. I don't know what my issue is with birth control. I love it, and I have an obsession oh, with it. Oh, you have the whole bit with us, with Depa Prevera. Yes, and, like, I don't know taking what it the is, but, like, as a writer, and maybe people listening might have this too, I have some weird things with my writing that, like, just happen to go in there. So the birth control stuff comes in. But then it's, um, and best of me, I guess, birth control, now everyone knows. But then Staten Island Ferry, I've had a weird obsession with that as well. Mm-hmm. Because when I first, after my first play, The Christmas Fart, mm-hmm. I wanted to get another play in New York City. And there was a small theater company in Staten Island. And they were like, we're looking for short plays about the Staten Island Ferry. And so I wrote one and it didn't get in. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, come on. What was the theater company? I don't remember. Um, but they always have plays. They're still doing it. And so then I, it's like a yearly thing, an annual thing. 
And so then I never got over the fact that like my Staten Island Ferry play didn't work. So I was like, I'm going to get it. I'm going to hit it. It's going to be in something. Staten Island Ferry is going in something. And I have that with a few things. There's a few things that didn't make Good Morning New York that I'm like, oh no, it'll get in the next one. Mm -hmm. I have a few obsessions. Anyway, mm. so, oh, but Staten Island, I love it. It's great. I actually wrote it not knowing anything about it because I wanted John's ah. character to sing it. As though he had nothing to, because like, exactly. he doesn't know what he says in the scene before. He doesn't know anything. He's yep. never been on the Staten Island. The only thing I researched was the population because we had that little bit. Yeah. And yes. besides that, I wanted to make it so like you're so full of crap, <laughs> but it works. Right. Like she believes it. Right. It's a love song, by the way. Yes, everybody. it's a love song. Yeah. And people are looking forward to it. Anyway, so that, I feel like I'm spilling too much about the Staten Island Ferry. No it's, no, it's totally fine. It's like one of the crowd favorites. So, that makes sense. Yeah, I keep looking at my clock. Sorry, I'm like, ah, he rehearses in 28 minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's fan favorite. Okay, now let's get back to you because we had a total sidetrack and I can't edit the podcast, so I can't <laughs> edit out anything I said. Okay, that so, happens a lot with me. I get sidetracked a lot. Yeah, that's fine. It's okay. comes from great stories, though. So, so, we were in Pittsburgh. Right. And now, what brought you to... Where'd you go to college? Well, I went to UNC School of the Arts, which is University of North Carolina School of the Arts. So tell us about it. So uh, University of North Carolina School of the Arts is a conservatory training program. Uh, we're number six in the nation, and we have been number six for some time, haven't been bumped from that position when they published the yearly reviews of the top conservatories from Robert Berg Darrell. Um, I loved going there. Uh, it's down in North Carolina, beautiful weather. Like this time of the year, it's still like 60 degrees. That's like, nice. it's the South, baby. Is Anybody it, from um, the South? What, what do they specialize in? Is it acting, singing, dancing? Acting. It's, okay. a, it's a big acting conservatory, and they do all, all, the, all the things. They do teach dance and teach singing, but it's not as intensive as, say, like, what, like Carnegie Mellon, where you take mm -hmm. a musical theater tract. But I kind of like, I like that about that school uh, because they wanted to make a well-rounded actor. That's kind of the whole point. And, and with BFAs in musical theater, BFAs in, in regular theater. I don't know how you call it. I, I hate the term straight theater. I really hate the term straight theater. I've never heard that. Because like when someone talks about a play oh. that is non, a non-musical play, they tend to call it straight theater. Oh. But that, that implies to me that theater, that musical theater is frivolous and... and and like you know, not as legitimate as the straight theater. And like, also, which plays, is especially dramas, are always the first to close. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And they never recoup. And the ones making all the monies are the musicals. Yeah, so, by far. So, Check out the Playbill. Yeah. Check out Playbill. Um, they have all of the weekly grosses. Yeah. Check it out. You guys will see. Yeah. And you'll so, also know what's about to close. Right. And so that's the, that's the reason why I hesitate on calling it like uh, straight. Well, plays, I hate that. But so, like, when, uh, as I was saying, like, when you have more of a musical theater tract, you tend to be focused on the singing and dancing. I'm already a, a, a strong singer. I knew that about myself. And that is true. Yeah. I can confirm. Yes. And I decided that I wanted to go somewhere that, A, had a great reputation, and B, was going to train my acting skills. And I got a lot of things that I think I wouldn't normally have gotten from a lot of other programs. Um... I really value the time that I had there because it it's a great school. If anybody's looking for good schools, UNC School of the Arts, look it up. Yeah. And it's down south in the beautiful warm weather that does not change until February. <laughs> That's when it gets cold and then, and then it oh, just like gets... Yeah, yeah, it gets cold for like two to three months. 
And they flip out when it snows and they don't know what to do. It's very funny. Oh, yeah. That's wild. Right, yeah. So you were there? And then what brought you to New York City? Um, pursuing theater. I loved theater. I've always, like I said before, I've been doing. I've been doing theater since first grade, and I love theater over all things. I've I've done film and television, mainly independent film, and then one uh, television show on the Sci-Fi Channel, How the Internet Ruined My Life. Wait, um, really? What What was your role in that? Can um, we watch it somewhere? Yeah, you can. I it, it. I know you can find it on YouTube. Um, the, my episode was. Uh, uh, Colbert Must Die. So it's like, it's one of those reenactment shows where, uh, you know, like I didn't have any lines, but, you know, I was the main guy whose life was ruined by the internet. He was a, a British guy who had tweeted, um, he was coming to America to just party. He's like a party guy. And he was, I'm going to destroy um, America. And in British slang, destroy means like we're going to get up like you're gonna drink all night long blah 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 so but tsa read that and was like all right, all right well we're gonna have to detain this. so they detained him and his friend at lax uh for like 14 hours and then deported them and said they could never come back to the united states based on and, and a few other tweets were brought up and so yeah you can see that episode on uh colbert must die you can like youtube it the internet ruined my life or if you have like i think like uh xfinity is sort of like it's on the sci-fi channel but we do get sidetracked because I was saying how what brought me to <laughs> New so York. That makes sense. Yeah. No, yeah, we were on track there. We were on track. Yeah. We were on track. But what brought me to New York was sort of pursuing theater because this is the best theater town in the country. Mm -hmm. um, and actually, fun, funnily enough, I went to Boston for a summer because I got hired to do a show there at the ART. And then I almost immediately moved from Boston to New York City and have been here ever since. And I've never... I've never done a contract big enough to get me out of the city for long periods of time. So I've been here for quite a long time. Mm. You got to get that contract. I know. We got to get our show picked up. Mm-hmm. Equity. Get that <laughs> equity, baby. <laughs> Something open-ended. Hello, everybody. Anybody out there? Anybody anywhere. got 12 million? Anyone got 12 million? Anywhere. We'll take 12 million. Yeah, gosh, seriously, it's expensive stuff. Oh, well, welcome. Well, we're happy to have you on the show. Yeah. What? So now let's fast forward to Good Morning New York. <clears throat> okay. So we brought you on board. when you Before you auditioned, what was your first impression when you read the script? Because I always give people... No, no, not the script. Your, your, when we gave you like just the audition material. What were you like? <laughs> were you like, what? I'm trying to think. I had the scene with Zach... Um, Is that the Depot, Depot Provera scene? No, no. I had the scene where I'm in the... Uh, right before Dim the Lights... Where oh. I'm like, dude, you're not quitting. And I'm yeah, trying to get was, him to stay with the little monologue there. Yes. I always felt weird sending that because I'm like, I don't know if people are going to think about this scene. Because I, I will admit that the peeing on, like, do they pee on your <laughs> line? I was like, I was like, is this interesting? Isn't this about a morning show? I know. I know. But I loved, no, but I loved that monologue that I, that I have, that little bit. And I really like that because I think it's true to a certain extent how media influences every facet of our life that we don't even really know how much like effect it has on our lives it like, dictates all the stories that we get are given to us and, and depending on what news outlet you're plugged into is the kind of stories you're getting about the world it's crazy and i see it like all the time i see it's funny because sometimes working in news there's like a slow news day and then we like pick a story that's just interesting but then someone 
people like react to that very emotional. On a slow news day that we usually wouldn't cover, they're like, wow, I can't believe that happened. We gotta do something about it. Mm -hmm. So then a big movement starts for whatever that story is. And then that like spreads social media. There's campaigns, there's like all these things. It's, it's just funny how you, and then obviously it, gets, it eventually gets into TV and reality TV stars get involved. I've just noticed you pick a story, no matter how small or how big, if you give it that spotlight, it has the potential to like be set on fire oh, and absolutely. spread throughout the world. To, to almost to have no control over it anymore. Things like when they talk about things going viral, it's true. It's it's like infectious. It just gets out of control, and it, and, it and, and then things that you have no idea that are going to become viral. Yeah. Like, just this, the, just the craziest things that like you're like, how did this become the zeitgeist? Like that whole dress thing. Like, whatever, like, five, ten years ago, where they're oh, like, yeah. the dress is blue, the dress is black. Like, oh, fuck it. Like, people were screaming at each other about this fucking dress. Yes. It's like, how did this become, like, such a big deal that everybody's talking about this? Right. Exactly. And that happens, like, so many times where some producer's like, well, it doesn't really matter. It's just a story. And then they throw it in, and then it, like, sets the world on fire. Yeah. So, that's kind of a point that I did kind of want to make. I, I've always felt like there's a big responsibility when it comes to choosing stories and in the character in the show, John, he just picks whatever's there because I've noticed, not all, but there are producers out there in news who just throw in stories just to fill a show. They don't actually throw in stories because it means something to people who are listening. Mm -hmm. And so they'll pick like stories that no one cares about, like someone got their iPhone robbed. Right. Stolen. By the way, yeah. that happens so many times. I don't know if you ever what, watched iPhones get robbed? Well, yeah, they're like, oh, look at this video we got in of like this girl getting her iPhone robbed. I've never I mean, seen stolen. I've never seen one of those before. Oh, yeah. But I don't watch a lot of like news, so. Watch, um, oh man, I can't call I it. I shouldn't now. say that about when I'm, when I'm starting nah, a show about, about it. News I just thought it's in New York City, there's so many stories about people getting their phones stolen, and it's like, this is so stupid. And the only reason why you're showing it is because you have video. Like, this impacts nobody, but you put it in, and people still don't care. That's not a story that goes viral. Yeah, I feel like that ha must happen, like, with 8 million people in a city. That's got, and if all of them have a phone, that's got to happen at least 8 or 9 times a day. And I feel like, at my, least. Then I feel like my phone's going to be totally stolen one of these days. Cause, but, oh, there was, okay, there was a story. We have that robbery in our musical where, like, um, two my of the actors. in there. Yes, and yes. we reenact this entire robbery where this guy just, like, steals her purse and it's then it runs funny. off. Yeah, very funny. Lexi does a great job. And in that scene, opening night for our last year, when we had a little 30-seat theater run, mm -hmm. I was watching Pix11 News, and the reporter did the exact same no. story. Yes, I sent it to Lexi, opening night, and I was like, Lexi, Pix11 just did our story, and it's like, the robber, because it's I think it was a woman walking into her apartment, and this guy like followed her and like stole her. There was a struggle with the purse, and then they showed it again in slow motion, and then he ran off. And I was like, oh my god, like we're making fun of news, but like Pix Eleven just happening. had that story. This is literally happening. That's to not us. news. Yeah. I mean, I whatever. I've I've said it enough. Anyway, yeah. see the show, guys, and then that I I'll send you the link by the way. Because I sent it to Lexi and I was like, no, oh my God, your that. story. That would be awesome. Yeah. So now I guess, so you read the script. Yeah. I knew that I sent the wrong audition. She, um, uh, wrong, I knew the, the script you auditioned with. Yeah. I was like, this does not capture the show, but I just got to well, see it. Now see, in the moment of an audition, I don't think you really, like I've, I've received sides for auditions that are clearly not even 
especially when it's a new work, they send you stuff that's like not, it's like an older version of the script or not even the script or like not even the character because like they don't want any of the shit to get out. Oh, you know, but it's depending new. On it. Yeah, it's new. But, you know, like, so oh, I, 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 tend, I tend to like make up, like whenever I'm auditioning, I make up whatever I want to know about. I, I, I'm not, I don't remember what I decided who John was or what he was at that point, but I definitely had a whole thing planned out. It probably had, ne- probably had nothing to do with the actual characters since I had never even read it before. Um, but yeah, so I wouldn't worry about that because because oh, nice. when I read the script, when I read the script, I like I listened to it first on a drive back from Long Island because I'm doing a show right now in on Long Island. Um, I was driving back and I listened to the music first, and I really liked the music, mm. which really got me into it. So then I read through the script, like the script, um, thought it was funny. There was a lot of like I was just telling Zach this that the first time I read the script, I was like the Yaz character. I was like, I don't. I, she was just was like, because she says these like things that you're like, where is this coming from? But I, but Lexi like always from the first day of rehearsal just was cracking me up. And if, <laughs> if, if she went from like my most confused about characters, not like I didn't like her, just was very confused about her, to one of my favorite characters in a whole show, just because, mainly because Lexi really pulls it off, like yeah. and nails it. Yeah. Well, what's funny is we cast so Lexi got on board in our very first reading, and that uh-huh. was like an unpaid reading where she just came in and she actually wasn't even an intern named Yaz. She was like an assignment editor, which is someone that picks the stories. Yeah. She had like not a lot of lines, but she like ever the lines she did have, she was so funny. And then we're like, Oh, we should kind of write something around her. Yeah. And so we did. And then we're like, Oh Lexi, can you sing? And she was like, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta check. The very first reading, yeah, her character didn't sing. And so we hit the jackpot with that because then it's like now she has that song station and it's like, oh my God. Did what? you already have that song station? No. Okay, okay. Yeah. Because that, that would have been funny if you would have had that because that song's hard and then, to be, and then to be like, by the way, can you sing? And she's like, yeah. like hand her that song and be like, oh, sure, I can sing this. No, we hit the jackpot. She was just like a supporting character so we can figure out those reading. And then like we realized how funny she was and completely revamped her entire character and made it something nice. around her, Nice. which is great. But the, yeah, the random lines, yeah, I love throwing in random stuff. I don't know. I don't even know where half of that stuff came from. No, I do. There's a line where she's like, talking about kissing and she was like and sometimes yeah, your lip don't your fit lip don't fit yeah that was one of those lines but i reading it was like what the hell is <laughs> so she talking the other about side. well that's because i remember that's because at the time i was i kissed somebody and it was like the first time and i was like what that is bad like that does not fit like you must have had we've all right oh please yes yeah oh, and you're just like Damn, like this is so bad. And then you try the other side because your nose is on one side. So then you move your <laughs> nose to the other side. It's like, uh, like, you can't see us right now, but we're awkwardly like, <laughs> like doing like kissing moving, face, moving our faces moving around. Our faces. Yeah, because you, you try and you're like, no, that still doesn't work. So then you just like force it. Anyway. That is, that is true. That yeah. has happened to all of us. It's bad. Yeah. Yeah, and I know exactly who that was about. Oh, I'm not gonna say who it is. I was about to say we're gonna get how many truth bombs we're gonna drop on these people no, today. No, 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 can't drop that. Uh, okay, so you read the script and then you're like, okay, now it makes sense, which is great. I have a funny story about your audition because we were talking about how I was in Spain and how everyone auditioned you and some other guys. So we were in Spain and then I had people filming the videos and then I was like calling everyone and like seeing what they thought. Now Jackson wasn't at the rehearsal either, our music director, mm-hmm. but I sent him your video as well. 
And so it was funny because we were like talking about everything and then Jackson said a line because everyone in the room said that your entire audition, everybody was laughing. Mm-hmm. And um, I won't tell about what everyone else, it's on a gossip <laughs> podcast. So I won't tell about what they thought about the other people. They thought they were great too. Right. But um, they, they said that, for, no, I will say it next night. They say they, um, with your audition, everyone was laughing. And with the other auditions, they were smiling. Right. And so... <laughs> Well, I, I, like, I, 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 yeah, a little pat on your back. Pump on the pump on the yeah. uh, gas here. There we and go. And then I called Jackson and I wanted to know his thoughts. And um, he said, "Well," and he talked about when they were casting Kramer for Seinfeld. So yeah. this is like, hear it from a hear it from a hear it from a person. Yeah. If that makes sense. That's a new phrase yeah. that I just made up. And like he was it. like, "Well," when they were casting Kramer, they were like, "Well," what were they say? Crap. Suck. I hate quoting people who quote people. Um, <laughs> he was like, well, if you're looking for a guy that's going to make you laugh, that's the one. Right. And he's like, oh, okay, great. That's <laughs> good. Is. So I'm, I'm like Kramer. Yeah. That's, uh, like Kramer. I like that. I Your like audition that. song was great. The humor was there. And then I wasn't there to see it. And we had to decide like immediately. So I was like, well, we're looking for funny. Yeah, because I think, I think rehearsal voice. started that next week, right? Yeah. So we wanted someone funny with a good voice, and I was like, well, I haven't met him in person yet, but he's the one that I want. Taking a gamble, and I'm, No, it wasn't a gamble at no. all, because they all liked you in the room. That's true, because we had a lot of people there, so... Yeah. Their, their judgment was, is very good, too. You have a good good crew Good judgment. You. Yeah. Good judgment. Yeah, it was great. So that's that's the story about how we cast you. Nice. I didn't know if you knew that. I did not um, know that. Yeah, so your humor led the way. The voice was also there, and I was like, that's, all, that's what we're looking for. Nice. Then we brought you on board. Well, there you go. But it was funny because we were talking about how you also have the same hair color and height. You're the same hair color and height as Zach. So we were like, how are we, we going to separate that? And then I was like, well, I was in the West End and I just saw a play out there, um, Grown Ups. And all of those guys look the same too. So I was like, I don't think they'll not know the difference. I don't think me and Zach look too much alike. You don't, but you have the same hair color and you're the we same do. height. But yeah, um, I, think, I think it'll be... I think, I think our characters are very different, too. I know. Also, your costumes are different, too. That is <laughs> true. We will not be wearing the same green green shirt. When we were pants. talking about casting you, I was like, what if we give John a beer belly? And I was like, a little, like, thing to put in his shirt. And then Bridget was like, well, I think in theater these days, you have to, like, cast, like, the person that you <laughs> want. So, like, you have to... If you wanted a fat guy, you should have cast a fat guy. <laughs> All right, why are, you, why are you not casting the fat people? Because I was like, what if you just have one that just sticks out from his belly? You just throw something in there. And he's just like, I don't think that's a good idea. But for a second, I was like, we could throw something oh, in there. Oh, Jackie, you should have never told me that. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to Bridget being like, beer belly. But it's, <laughs> it's, ha- it's happening, Bridget. It's happening. Me and Jackie yeah. talked about it. It's happening. Yeah, I know, because we knew we wanted you. It's just like, he has the same hair color as Zach. Right. Well, we had to... For a while, I was like, we could put gray hair John on. is definitely a drinker, so I, I, I would not... It'd be kind of funny, because, like, I'm, I'm, like, those of you who don't know me, I'm a skinny dude. Yeah. Like, and so to just have, like, this, like, like pregnant belly on me, too, like, like, that would be kind of... Uh, that would be very humorous. I know, I thought it would be really funny, right. but, like, it might be offensive. Anyway, so we have someone doing your costumes now, so you guys will look different. Oh, suspenders, by the way. I think we're going to give you suspenders. Ooh. Right? With the, these things, right? 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> For those who don't know, she like did the motion of like pulling on your suspenders, and I was like, yes, yes, yes those, those. Oh, those are suspenders. Oh yeah. So rehearsal. Okay, now we got. We only have like a few more minutes before we got to go into your rehearsal for dance, and then I got to go to the piano. We're doing dual rehearsals today. Nice. So should so, we tell them about what we're happened? Teach, yeah. So tonight we're teaching a new pianist. I wonder if it's that mom. Is that Dorsha? Yeah. Okay, cool. Shit. So tonight we're teaching. I'm gonna whisper. We're teaching a new pianist because I told you guys in the introduction of this podcast that our current pianist had to go away for a few weeks and so she'll be back, but we needed a, a temporary one. So we had to find one and our first temporary pianist really threw us for one. Well, let me tell you, let me just tell you because actually I have a funny way to start this story Please because um, start it. Yes. Because I met him before, <laughs> before I, I, to say meet is, is, is an overstatement. Because, because you guys may or may not know, we had two new people joining and we were saying hello, like, like, and everyone's shaking hands. We're like, where are you from? Where are you from? Where are you from? And then uh, this pianist walks and I didn't know who he was at the time. And I was like, oh, I should introduce myself. He must be, um, the guy who's replacing one of you know, doing one of the placements. And I go, hi, hi, my name's Bobby. And he's like, yeah, yeah, huh. <laughs> <laughs> he says nothing to me. He's just like, he shakes my hand like limply and goes like, eh, 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 eh. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Um, cool. And then I found out that he was a pianist. And, and before I was like, oh, anyone found out, Jackson's guy. Yeah. And it was funny because before anyone found out, like I was a little late that day because I was printing scripts for everybody. And then Daniel and Bridget didn't know who he was either. So then when I, when I walk in, <laughs> they were like, did you hire three people? Or did you... <laughs> and I was like, no. And they're like, we have one too many actors yeah. here. They were like, I think one of the guys just showed up. Like I gave him <laughs> he all just the came in off the street and just was like, well, was like, is this where is this where play is happening? Everyone yeah. who applied, I gave him the schedule to show him like what it was to, for them to confirm. And so for a second, I was like, did some dude just like show up thinking he was in the like, show? I'm getting this part. I'd never take no for an answer. <laughs> I'm in this musical. So then I. I go up to him and, I, and I, we meet him right. and then I make a little joke and I'm like well you know I helped do the music but just so you know like if it's hard it's Jackson <laughs> and then he'll come back later I guess we'll go into it now so then by the way for the record nice guy nice guy very nice guy yeah. very talented in his music that he does but when it comes to musical theater and sight reading very different process it takes <laughs> it it's hard to come in and, and sight read Something, especially a full oh, yes. score. And with, with lines and cues and things that are not in his score. Yes. That like only a pianist who knows, oh, there's going to be a, like 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 a, a, a scene here that he yes. has to vamp over. He's probably like, he just sees like three words and is like, uh, when am I going? Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. So he, so it's funny. So we start our very first song because we're going to, we thought we were going to do a full run. So right. we have, okay, we have like two minutes left. I'm like whispering because I'm afraid they're going to hear me outside. Who cares? Because it wasn't them. Or Jackson might hear and he might oh. be like, how dare you tell this story? We're going to tell this should story. Should I go look and see? No, you should not. Okay. So then we start swept they're away. Dangerous. Okay. We start swept away. And then I'm, I'm getting ready and I'm thinking it's all going to be, you know, a little rocky, but whatever. Right. And then like he starts playing. It's like, bloom. <laughs> and it's like, you know, when people are learning piano and they just have... <laughs> yes. And then he like scratch his beard and then like stop playing and then <laughs> and scratch his head and like look at the score and like move the score. And like the score was like on his piano and like on the keys. I was like, it's like why did you give 
poor guy a music stand. Like, it's like I, on his keyboard. And I was like, he's like plunking one or two things at And he's time. going blind, like plunking. And then I, and right when I hear that, I like look at Zach and I'm just like, oh, fuck. Damn it, I cussed again. Because not only is like that happening, but we also have two new guys who are very, like very talented with right. a lot of experience that we just introduced to our show. And now I'm like, oh my god. They're like, oh, now good. they understand why we had to. Do they they, play piano? Like, now they're do like, we have a piano on this show? What did I get involved in? And then I had to like secretly text the guys, like, by the way. <laughs> this, 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 this yeah. So then we start going, and then like. Oh, the next song after Swept Away was Tour. Tour. And that's yours. Yeah, and that was a funny moment where I was... Uh, it's a, for those of you who haven't heard it, you should listen to it. It's awesome. But it's like, it's like a jazz beat, so it's like... And so I was practicing the rhythm on my stomach right next to Morgan. Um, and, and she was like, Bobby, can you please stop that? And I was like, Morgan, I'm just getting prepared. Because <laughs> I know this is not going to go well. Because <laughs> Tour especially is like, is like jazz... And so, like, and this guy literally played no note through the entirety of the tour, played nothing. It was just a cappella version of tour. And then Jackson was like, come on, man, you gotta start hitting those keys. I <laughs> was the best part. He was like, no, no, I need you. He was like, I need to start stepping up. Need to, let's, let's get focused here, buddy. Come on. Um, we did, we did, I think a few more songs and it was so funny because, no, but, no, and then, but then, cause that, that was, cause it was just that, was, the next song was the last one and it was funny because he was, we he also did, have like one minute cause you have rehearsal, right. like three minutes, we then, time. He then pulled out his phone and was like, and was like on Instagram, I saw him, he was like, he was like looking at the gram and I could tell like, if he loved me was coming up, which is, which is Morgan's song. Um, and, <laughs> and it was like. And Jackson was like, yo, yo, get up, boy. And he's, and he's got this phone in hand. He's like, And earlier in the night when we found that out, like right away, Daniel, our choreographer, was like, we're not doing dance tonight. He was like, if we dance, everything is going to mess up. We're going to go backwards. So we agreed not to dance. And then it was like, we shouldn't even sing. And then after a few songs, we're like, hey, bro, got to go. And then he was like, he was like, yeah, you know, this ironing thing's not my strong suit and I'm more than happy to go. And then I was like, I'm happy to pay you. And he was like, nah, you know what I mean? Oh, really? You refused? Yeah. Nice guy. He's a great guy. Nice guy. He's very talented in his own. That's big of him to do. And what he does, yeah, it was nice. I would have been like, the audacity of him been like, so, uh, 50 bucks, right? Uh, I was even going to pay him for like that and then the rehearsal that we were supposed to have tonight that we had to change because we had this. Long story short, in two minutes, we are training a new pianist. We're doing a rehearsal first. Yes. Because we're going to have, gonna have to make tomorrow. sure. There yeah. Goes. Wow. So um, buy tickets to our musical, Good Morning New York. GoodMorningNewYorkMusical.com. Heck yeah. They started at 42 bucks. Do you want to say anything else? What's your Instagram before we gotta go? Uh, really Rit, gotta go. Rit Allen 1. R-I-T-A-L-L-A-N 1. Rit Allen 1. Cool. Thank you for coming on. I think we talked about a lot of stuff. I think we did. I think this is a lot of fun. Yay. Bye. Bye.